Welcome to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiago Prem Singh. This week, we look at the Pranic Warrior, exploring what prana is, life force energy, and looking into uh, the way that operates or the way that you connect to that on a daily basis. Where do you get your prana from? Uh, we talk about Willie Nelson's breathing practice, but you didn't know that uh, Willie Nelson had one, unless, of course, you've read his book, The Tao of Willie, which I recommend uh, in the discourse, and I continue to recommend now. It's a great, entertaining book. There's a lot of spiritual truths, even if you're not a country fan. Um, we talk about becoming a prani, which is another word for a yogi, a master of the life force energy. We talk about energy management and taking on practices that have long-term release of energy and putting your focus on those practices that have the long-term release. Uh, we talk about subtle awareness, uh, kundalini yoga, amongst other meditative practices are subtle sciences. And so they bring you more in touch with energy through the physical and uh, through the surface. Um, I mentioned Robert Bly, his book Iron John. It's a great book for men. Women, I recommend reading it too if you're in a relationship with men or uh, all people have the masculine energy. It's worth looking into. He's a great writer and poet. Um, I talk about what it means to be a warrior uh, in, uh, on the inside and on the outside and how we need more examples of what it means to be a true warrior. Uh, warrior in this day and age and we can look to the past for that but i would love to see more living examples and i feel like that's the work we're doing in dharma temple uh, we're trying to our best to create uh strong leaders you know not strong followers and uh, that's what it means to be a warrior uh, in this time and we cover some of that in the episode so thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these podcasts um, it really means the world. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at Tiago Prem. Uh, you can also check out the Yoga Center. We call it the Spiritual Center for Elevation, uh, the Dharma Temple on Main Street or on Instagram at the Dharma Temple. Um, and Kelby and I, we're really putting a lot of effort into uh, the, getting the YouTube thing happening in full force. So check us out on YouTube. Um, just look up Tiago Prem. Uh, we're going to start putting more classes up there. We're going to start putting more music up there. I know you love the work that he does. So you'll be able to access some of the music for your home meditation practice um, and connect more with what he's doing and what we're doing as a team. Uh, so look out for that. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. We're pretty close to the number we need to get the URL. So, uh, and if you forget, you know, how to find me on YouTube, cause now we've got one of those weird, like nine, seven W E blah, blah, blah URLs. Uh, you can just head over to my Instagram page, um, and click on the link tree there and it'll send you right to the YouTube. All right. I think that's enough rambles for now. Um, Thanks again. We love you so much. Thanks for the support. Without further ado, here's the Pranic Warrior right here on Revealing the Diamond. So, so prana, how, how do we, you know, you need that life force to be animated, to be in motion. And where do most people get their prana from? Look around in the society that we live in. Food. Yes? Look around, you know? There's people walking around who got like an access food relationship. And it's because they're starving for life force, you know? 
go to the airport down in Texas or something, take a look around. You know, don't just go there for that purpose, like go to Austin or some, see some good music, and then look around while you're in the airport. <laughs> you know? Most people get it from food. What, how else do people get prana from? You know, without being yogis, I'm talking about regular everyday Joes. The sun, yeah, sleep is a big one, right? You know, but a lot of people, breath is like, what do you mean, know how to breathe? That just happens naturally. That's not true. You know, if you become, what if you just eat whatever? It doesn't really work, does it? You heard of Drew Carey before, comedian? I'm not a big Drew Carey fan, but one thing that he said that I like is he said, one point in my life, he said, I weighed 300 pounds and I was not healthy and I wanted to lose the weight. And he said, I got sick and tired of people saying, just listen to your body. He said, I want to listen to someone else's body. I keep listening to my body. That's why I weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> you understand? But the, the best source of prana is on the breath. You know Willie Nelson? I'm like, a, I got a Willie Nelson tribute tattoo. He's one of my spiritual teachers, no doubt. Willie Nelson is pushing 80, you know, drinking whiskey and smoking ganja and playing music, and he's still super healthy. Why? Well, one reason is he learned at a very early age that a breath practice is essential for health. Did you know that? People think he's just drinking and smoking. Uh-uh. That's not the way it works. A deep breathing practice is essential for a vitality of life. Kind of cool. Bet you didn't know that, huh? If you feel called to explore more Willie Nelson, there's a great spiritual masterpiece called The Tao of Willie. I highly recommend it. Great book. So, we understand it's the life force energy. Another word for a yogi is a prani. Have you heard it before? Prani? It's a master of life force energy. That's a yogi. So you start to notice, become a little more subtle and aware of what is your life, I call it energy management, right? Where are you placing your energy? What's going out? What's coming in? Not what's right or wrong and should and shouldn't, not that. Don't go there. That's nonsense. But paying attention to the long-term energetic return of the daily practices that you do. That's it. And they might be different for everybody. Like for me, I can't drink whiskey and smoke weed like my teacher Willie. It doesn't work for me. You know, so I don't do it. But it might work for you. I don't know. My, one of my first yoga teachers, somebody said, you know, oh, I, I just like having a drink with my girlfriends. And am I able to do that as a yogi? He said, anything that you can put love in is okay. He said, I'm sure you can put love into a glass of wine into a glass of whiskey, I'm not so sure. That's what he said. <laughs> Funny. So to be a prani or a pranic warrior is to have some subtle awareness of energy. Right? You know, it's in everything, like you said. It's in the food that you eat, it's in the sun, it's in the word you speak, it's in your thoughts, it's in your actions, it's everywhere. Yes? All right. And now we want to talk about being a pranic warrior. And that means that there's some part of you, as far as energy management is concerned, that's like an inner warrior that's guarding your inner temple. 
Here's a quote by, have you heard of Robert Bly before? Poet, amazing writer. He wrote a book called Iron John. It's about men, but this one applies to everybody. Uh, and everyone has masculine qualities. This is what it says. The inner boy in a messed up family may keep, uh, may keep on being shamed, invaded, disappointed, and paralyzed for years and years. I am a victim, he says, over and over, and he is. But that very identification with victimhood keeps the soul house open and available for still more invasions. Most, I will say, North American men today do not have enough awakened or living warriors inside to defend their soul houses. And most people, men or women, do not know what genuine outward or inward warriors would look like or feel like. I found that to be true. When I walk around out in my neighborhood, I've lived in this neighborhood for about 11 years. I live two blocks away from this place. You know, I know it like the back of my hand. I go to the local record store, I know everybody works there. I go to the local grocery store, they watch my daughter grow up from an infant to a seven-year-old. You know, I know a lot of people in the neighborhood. And I would say about 80% of the people that I pass on the street don't have the strength to look you in the eye. That's what it is, you know. And it's not their fault. It's a product of the society that we live in. And they don't have an example. I didn't have an example of that. I had to find it on my own. You know, I have a real hard time making eye contact with people because I've been a criminal, a thief, an addict. I've been all those things in my life. And believe me, I wasn't making eye contact with people while I was living in that darkness. So this is a new realm over the last, you know, 10 years of my life, 15 years of my life. And it takes time. You know, maybe you were born with that. I wasn't born with it. I wasn't taught it. I had to learn it on my own. But I have strong examples. When you hear the word warrior, you think, oh, that means uh, aggressive or violent or something like that. I don't think that's necessarily true. There's a saint and a sage in the Sikh tradition named, uh, my pronunciation is not great, but by Ganaya. And he was this great uh, master even from birth. He used to get money from his, are you taking notes, Marley? He used to get money from his uh, father and he would save the coins and not spend the money on things. He would keep the money until they saw somebody who was in need and he would give the coin to the person who was in pain from a young age. Then later in life, he met Teg Bahadur, one of the great uh, masters, and he fell in love with the spiritual practice of Sikhi and he became a student. And then there was a war that happened, and the war was against the Mughal invaders in uh, India at the time. And what he did, instead of going out with a spear and a sword, and a, you know what he did? He walked around with a uh, container filled with water, and he fed water to both sides. Both sides, you know, his team and the other team. And, and some of his fellow soldiers saw him doing that, and they went and complained to the, their leader, the 10th master, Guru Gobind Singh, and he said, bring him to me. And so he was brought to the audience with the 10th master, and everybody thought, all right, he's going to get it now. And you know what the 10th master said? 
you could learn something from this guy. Because he was non-discriminant. He was in service of everyone. He was comfortable with everyone, at home with everyone, even who the people who were supposed to be his enemy. You know who else is like that? Willie Nelson. <laughs> it's true, man, you know. He could be speaking to a politician in the United States about farming policy one minute and the next minute be jamming with a hardcore punk rock band. And guess what? While he's doing it, he's still Willie. And you do the same. You don't have to try and be something. Just be you and connect with the world around you with an open heart. And that's going to take some grit and determination. It's not just all lovey-dovey. It's a battlefield. Making sense? You're going to need strength to face the darkness. When I was a kid, my parents always said, you've got to live in the light. You've got to live in the light. Don't watch the horror movies and don't go into the darkness. And so I pushed so hard to live in the light that I always found myself deep in the darkness. It's a polarity planet. Nobody ever explained that to me. Now I understand that I can operate in those realms of shadows and find the little hints of light and bring them forward. And that's what Kundalini Yoga does for me. And I hope it will do the same for you. So we're going to strengthen the pranic body today, eighth body. And then we're going to have some deep ex meditative experiences. Kundalini is this raising of consciousness. There's raising of vibration. It's directly related to prana. And the yogis say that the rising happens especially when the breath is held, when the breath is out. Now, that can be a bit freaky for people, so we won't do like 31 minutes of holding the breath out. But when we get there, we'll explore it. You know, it's facing your fear of death. Because you're going to die. And like one of my lamas, one of my uh, Tibetan teachers, he said this. You don't know when the big day will come. And you only have one guarantee, it will be exciting, that's what he said. Good teaching. All right, thanks again for tuning in and listening to Revealing the Diamond. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, please rate it, review it wherever you listen to it. Share it with your friends, let people know about it. Uh, you can also support us by coming to the classes at the Dharma Temple and heading over to the YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. If you need to find the YouTube, you can always go to the link tree on my Instagram at Tiaga Prem. Um, yeah, and I would love to hear from you if you want to... If you're interested in spiritual advisory and coaching, counseling uh, for recovery or for whatever it is that you're working through in your life, uh, that's something I'm really passionate about doing. If you have ideas for topics that we could cover uh, in the classes and in the discourses that are posted for the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram. Um, we're we're also focusing, as I said in the intro, on getting more of the music out. I know a lot of you who come to the Dharma Temple love the meditative experiences that we create with the mantra and the sound, Kelby uh, making the sound. Um, the YouTube is the place to get that, and then we'll start putting more of it here on the podcast uh, as we build this and focus on this. But uh, for now, thank you for the love and for the support, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Satnam.